The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. All right, welcome into the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can also find the show on Twitter at Hoop Ball Celtics. You can find me on Twitter as well at Ball and Opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N I O N S. All right, we're going to change it up a little bit today and um, I'm just going to discuss some things. We're still going to cover over the, the Denver game in segment one. Segment two, we're just going to talk about. The teams turn around over these last ten games, and then segment three is just where do they fall at the end at year's end? Where we think projection wise they're headed, what direction they're going in, and and so on and so forth in that scenario. Um, just some key things I wanted to talk about um, as far as the Celtics play has been going, and yeah, we're just gonna go into a lot of lot of that type of stuff today. Um, so going into it, you know, great win in Denver. This was a, a game that we definitely lose earlier in the season. I think Boston did a great job of staying with it, man. They weren't shooting well to start out the game. They weren't, you know, fully energetic right out the gate. But they were able to, like, remain within a distance for between them and Denver. Just keeping them in the game and stuff like that. And the, the ability for them to really just... Um, keep themselves in it and allow it was just a game where like they were they were a runaway that's what happened is that we were waiting on a run that run ended up coming late um they went on a historical run of a uh, 40 and 8 to to finish off the game the later half of that third rolling into that um fourth quarter um they also only gave up eight points in that whole entire fourth which is insane insane and you know this Nuggets team was already on a win streak they were coming in they were hot so you, we just saw this team back in we, we we played them I think back in February yeah it was February 16th and Nikola Jokovic uh, dropped a 43 point performance on us and boy was were we just able to contain him in this one uh, except for that third quarter he had like a, an explosive third quarter I thought that's where they were going to end up running away with it. Um, but in that first half, holding them to three points, that was a, a great job by Boston. I thought they did a good job. Despite uh, Celtics shot 2-17 from three and 15-43 from the field in that first half. But they only were trailing by six points, and I think a lot of it was the ability to really stay with uh, Jokic and, and contain him because the Nuggets definitely go as far as Nikola Jokic. Uh, I am recording this on a Tuesday before the Portland game. Um, so word came out that, you know, the Jamal Murray news from last night is unfortunate. Uh, I, I wish him a speedy recovery through this process. He didn't play in the Celtics game, and he played last night and was in on a drive and tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Just unfortunate because I know De- Denver with the team uh, having a lot of playoff aspirations in the sense of potentially knocking off one of those head honchos out there in, in like the the Lakers or Utah Jazz they were really on the trend up they're they're 34 and 19 now and, and Boston is is picked it up in 28 and 6 uh, just they've been playing really good lately and 
I think a lot of it has to do with just just like they're they're having fun. They're having way more fun than they were earlier. A lot of these games um, have been games I felt like they wouldn't have won in the past. Like if they if they go down like seventeen there in the third quarter, we're we're probably thinking like okay they might have like a, a solid eight run push and then never get close enough to take the lead. That's just kind of how the mo has been. So the fact that um, they were able to stay within grass and, and really, I think they picked up the intensity a lot. Uh, Jason Tatum mentioned that after the game that the intensity was really, really picked up, and they can they're starting to communicate. They're they're starting to you know really get each other in position to have success, and I think that was huge. You know, because this this game could have definitely got away from them easily. And going into this matchup, uh, this the Nuggets were winners of 17 of 20. Like they were, this this team was 17 and three in their last 20 games going into this game. So they've been hot. They've been really hot. And Celtics came in, you know, first game on the road in Mile High City. You're thinking, oof, this was going to be one of those trap games. You know, they just don't have it have it in them. No energy. But you know, it, it was something to behold. I I also thought that I was really happy with them just letting Michael Porter Jr. try to be the superstar in this one. He was one of 12 from three. Yikes. He was forcing a lot of shots, a lot of shots from deep. He started out hot and then trembled down real quick. So, uh, like, the fact that Michael Porter Jr. took eight more shots than Jokic um, definitely was something that I appreciated in the sense of like, thank you for, you know, bailing us out in that sense. Jamichael Green was also just God awful. He had a frustration play in the third where Romeo is going coast to coast and he just blatantly fouls him. Doesn't even try to like, he had good positioning and everything on the defensive side and, and on the fast break. And he could have just played really good defense and possibly got a stop. But this was kind of like the fuel of the run in that third quarter and he he blatantly fouls Romeo um no no play at the basketball just straight fouls him out of frustration of how the game had been going at that point for him he had a really bad game uh, I think he was one of six from the field one of four from three he had five fouls so just a, a remarkable play there and then Grant Williams getting in his face is like saying hey man that's that's my guy, you know. We don't we don't do that here. So I thought that was really cool how somebody stepped up, you know, and and backed up a teammate. That's some you know togetherness that we've been seeking from this team. A a, a sign of uh, you know they enjoy playing with together. And I think this game clearly states that this team still believes in Brad Stevens. Like Brad Stevens has been getting a lot of hate lately, and I've even questioned it at times of of what he's got to do to pick up the play of his guys but also like he's this team still believes in him Uh, I had doubts that that maybe that's not true but I I think watching this game really closely you're you're thinking like yeah this this team believes in Brad Stevens they did a good job of just you know like if they if you told if I told you before this game the Celtics were going to shoot 21 percent from three and win by 18 you would have been like you're crazy no, they did. They they locked down defensively. They held Denver to 87 points. Boston scores 105. They went 44% from the field, and they just attacked the paint. They attacked the paint. Tatum was fantastic. Um, he had a stretch in the fourth quarter when he checked in. 
uh, he went on a 10, 10 point run for the Celtics where he just scored Celtics next 10 points and just was like, yeah, I'm here. Tatum's been on a different level. I thought his aggression lately and his willingness to drive instead of settling for jumpers has been a big crucial point for him. And it was something that I'm I'm really happy to see, which is crazy too because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were both questionable going into this before tip-off. Yet they both ended up playing. Jason Tatum got sick, non-COVID-related, and then Jalen Brown had a knee issue as well. You know, just just managing that knee tendonitis. Uh, But both ended up playing tonight. Tatum finished with 28 points, team high. He shot 9 of 23 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. He had 10 rebounds, so he had his double-double. Best part again, he only played 33 minutes, and that's something that I absolutely love. I love to see the minutes down. We're going to get a better and more efficient Tatum Brown, and even hopefully when Smart, uh, not Smart, but Kemba Walker starts coming around, we'll get more consistency in that sense and see a lot of that. See a lot of that um, consistency because they're not playing, getting overworked and playing 40 minutes a game. So I thought that was really crucial for them. Let's see here. Um, Held Aaron Gordon to seven points. He only was two of five from the field, really non-existent. In the sense, like he, they kind of neutralized him. wasn't a, a big old issue in this matchup at all. Uh, let's see. Do do do. Oh man, what else do we have on the on that game? You know what's weird? Uh, Rob Williams has been missing dunks, which is kind of weird. Um, I think he's missed three dunks in the last four games, which is just baffling because like that's what he's supposed to be like really good at. Um, not not gonna make anything big out of it, but it's just I just thought it was weird to note that that Robert Williams is having trouble right now. Um, dunking the basketball, he had an opportunity in this game where he missed the dunk and it rimmed way out, and the Denver Nuggets ended up grabbing. I think it was Michael Porter Jr. ended up getting a free dunk on the other end. It's just like, well, that's a four point swing because he missed a dunk, and I'm just like. Don't want to like blame him or anything, but like for it, it's just it was just kind of weird that he's been missing these dunks lately. Um, but that that pretty much does it, you know, for the Denver Nuggets game. I thought they did a really good job of of staying together. It was a game that they definitely wouldn't win. Um, so, uh, uh, going into the second segment is the Celtics have turned it around, and how much of this is true? And you know that that could be based off a of perspective type of thing, but. Just to note that um, the Celtics are seven and three now since that trade deadline, right? They have a plus seven point nine point differential and have only had Fournier for four of those games. Their their last ten games are have been just absolutely absurd. Like they have totally looked like a complete different team. Their ninth best offense with a one fourteen point one offensive rating. They're the sixth best defense at a 106.3 defensive rating. And now they're the fourth best net rating team at plus 7.9 in the league over the last 10 games. There's only a few teams that have been better than them in the last few games, and that is Utah, Clippers, Phoenix. Like, you you, you gotta be you gotta be looking at that and going, wow, this this has been a really good stretch from them. And how much of this do we take away and be like, this is numb, you know, but they still haven't had Fournier for most of this. So 
I think Fournier is gonna add that scoring punch that we need really bad. Um, it, it just overall like we we need we need ourselves some some uh, consistency with this team healthy. I think it shows that like we don't have the depth that we had in years past. So when we're injured or missing people, we're definitely a a tier down a step backwards in a sense it's more noticeable it's harder for them to to really stay consistent because there's there's less rooms for flaws at now you know you don't have people coming in off the bench that are potential starters on other teams and you're you're struggling now to to really be to be of a relevancy you know like Celtics have really just struggled really struggled and and remaining to keeping the same type of guys on the field uh, or on the court, and it's just been evident. Like this team looks like it has has lost chemistry up until you know the last few games, and now that they're starting to gain that health back, I think the the chemistry's coming, and this team looks a lot different when they're healthy, a hundred percent. Also, like Jason Tatum lately has just been on a roll this season when he's going against top 10 defenses in the league he's averaging 25.6 points 6.7 rebounds 4.3 assists on a true shooting percentage of 58 like he is starting to rise to the occasions he is definitely on a trajectory to finish the season on a very strong note and during these last 10 games Tatum is averaging 29-8-4 on 50% from the field, 39 from deep, and 94% from the line. Like, those are amazing splits. Brown, 22-6-2 on 48 from field, 41% from deep, and 73 from the line. Marcus Smart, he's been averaging 15 points, 4 assists, 6 rebounds on a total of... 45% 45% from the field, 41% from deep, and 81. So, I mean, it, it's just insane. It's just insane to see this. Uh, I think this team has a lot of potential. I think they're turning it around. I think this is a brighter m- moment in the season. That's not me just being a homer and being a Celtics fan in general. I honestly think that the Celtics are on a path for success. I, 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 I truly believe that. I think healthy that this team can compete with any of the teams in the Eastern Conference, including the Nets. I I just the worry for me is can they stay healthy? You know, that's that's all it is. Um, if this team can get a hundred percent healthy, though, I think they they can make anybody's um, series completely hard. And I think Fournier is going to really add that punch that we're we really need, and I think that's going to excel them and and even help more with the the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown minutes to kind of go down. But um, a big guy who I think has helped with, with the whole success of the team, and it is Romeo Langford. You know, if, if you go and look at the box score, you're going to be like, what is he really doing for them, blah, blah. And that's fine. I, I totally get it. You, if you're a box score person, you can go look at it, and he ain't going to blow you off the page or anything. Um, however, if you go with the eye test and you watch games, Romeo Langford is really good at defense. Like he is elite defender. He has the ability to switch. He he bothers people. He makes good decisions. 
he's just a smart basketball player. And I think if his offense starts to come through, then it's just going to be a bonus. Um, let's see. Um, Romeo Langford has been a guy that a lot of Celtics fans were anticipating having back. We were really excited to get him back. There's a reason why um, some people were like, oh, don't we, uh, we don't know if we want to trade him, blah, blah, because we, we've seen his defensive potential. And if his offense ever comes around, then he is going to be a really, really good two-way player. And Romeo Langford is, is most importantly able to come in and relieve a Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So that's why those minutes are getting down and trending lower. And and when you get Fournier back, it's just going to help that situation even more. Hopefully we can get Tatum and Brown down to like 30 minutes a game, you know, closing out the season so that they feel a little bit more fresh when it goes into the the playoff pitcher and end up uh, really turning it up. But yeah, this, this is definitely a turning point, I think, for the Celtics. I think they're they're trending in the right direction now. They're doing a lot of good things, creating a lot of good habits. Also thought there was a very um, crucial moment in that Denver game where um, Brad Stevens called a timeout when the Celtics were starting to go up on Denver, and they just started settling for three-pointers and going back into those bad habits, and and, and Brad... Um, Brad Stevens just goes and calls a timeout. And I thought it was a smart timeout because he sees these guys going up on a lead and then going right back to the bad habits. Like, oh, let's just go for haymakers and swing for the fences and try to knock them out. Or you call the timeout and you say, hey, this is what's been working. Let's get back to that and we'll put this team away. And that was a, a time and moment where I was like, wow, this team really does believe in Brad Stevens because that's what ended up happening. So. I just, it, I was just really impressed with uh, the ability there by Brad Stevens just to call that timeout and just be like, hey, we're not going to shoot ourselves out of this game. We're not going to do that. We're not letting them come back because we're going to just try to go for haymakers. We're not shooting the ball well tonight. That's cool. We shot under 25%. Let's attack the basket, attack the rim, get some easy buckets, build on the lead, and let's call it a day and, and get a big win in Denver. And that's exactly what happened. Um, going into our third segment of the day. Uh, is is kind of where where they where where do we think the the Celtics end up falling at at year's end? How are we outlooking these last um, games of the season here? And let's see how many they got left. One, two, three, four, five, six. They've played six. This, all right, so they got eighteen games left. Right, they got the Trailblazers tonight at eight. Portland, uh, a one point favorite. They they really need I I think on this West Coast trip three game West Coast trip you know they they took Nuggets out um, if they could just win one of the Trailblazers and Lakers game and, and go back home after going two and one because they got the Warriors on Saturday and Steph's been playing like nuclear and it's been crazy <sighs> um, I think that's a that would be a win there um, but. I, I definitely want to see uh, how well how well we go through this West Coast trip and and take it back. But I think there's a strong chance that this Celtics team can definitely be um, 
definitely be a finish fourth seed. I, they definitely have that ability. They're one game behind Atlanta right now. They're tied with Charlotte at the for the sixth spot. Seventh. Well, they're technically in seventh because I think Charlotte has one less loss than us, and we have one more win than them. But we're right behind Charlotte. Miami is a half game ahead of us, and Atlanta is a full game ahead of us. So we're really right in this race, and I honestly would – it's probably what's going to happen is Boston and Miami in the first round. And that's going to be a very tough first round. Um, not ideal what we wanted to do, but – I, I'm confident that we can take out Miami this year compared to last year. And the reason I say that is because I think Miami is a team that benefited a lot from the bubble. And the reason I say that is because the mentality of Jimmy Butler and what type of teams that he has around him is a fully strong mental team. A team that's really engaged, hardworking dedicated and locked in and when you go into a bubble scenario like that's forced you're pretty much force-fed basketball 24 7 at that point and i feel like that's the mentality of jimmy butler already so it was just like his team was prepared for something like that and some teams weren't as far as going into that bubble and it messed with their mental being away from you know society for like two months and they were all isolated but uh, i felt like the heat was already prepared for something like that and that's just on you know kudos to a jimmy butler with that type of mentality so i think the outlook here is celtics probably finish at four fifth seed um with miami um taking the other one and they end up matching together in that first round hopefully boston is able to take that home game because i definitely could see the series going seven games and hence being the the home court advantage could come into play so we'll just see. Um, I, I think um, Boston has the ability to definitely rattle off so a lot of wins to close this season out. They got some favorable matchups as for sure, and I believe that you know on this road trip, like they they could beat the Blazers tonight, and they can go three zero on this um, West Coast trip. I mean, the Lakers to, on Thursday aren't going to have any Anthony Davis or uh, LeBron James, so. It could easily be a game where we just take it, and I, I think Tatum enjoys playing in Staples Centers because of his idol, uh, Kobe Bryant. But yeah, um, that that kind of concludes all all the talk that I have for today. Hopefully that the, the Celtics show up tonight against the Trailblazers and, and continue this hot streak of play and, and just build on it. We just want them to build. We want the, the consistency, consistency to come and just want to see a lot of togetherness as far as this team going moving forward. But, yeah, other than that, guys, um, I'm going to wrap it up from here. Uh, once again, thank you so much for stopping by to the Hoopball Celtics podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can follow the show on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ballin Opinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. All right. Um, yeah, and uh, don't forget to drop a like, five-star review on the podcast on your wherever you're listening from so i appreciate you guys appreciate you guys so much and i hope uh we i'll, I'll talk to you guys after the blazers game all right all right later <laughs>